podcast is out. The age of independence is here, where the next generation of high-performing agencies transform the agency landscape. I'm a mom, a businesswoman, and mega startup coach. This podcast is all about you, the agency owner, stepping into the new wave of opportunity, knocking out the competition in the modern market. This is the Age of Independence Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Agar. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. This is Caitlin Agar. I'm back with a topic today that I think will hit home in just about every agency. And I know how much you love your clients. So we're we're going to dig into some areas today that could be making your customer service team more vulnerable and just really get into what a framework can look like for quantifying how your customer service team is doing on a daily basis. And your customer service team is probably the backbone of your agency. And I know that sometimes it can feel like one of the hardest departments to grow. I've seen this in the scale of the local hometown agency I owned, as well as on a large scale with our customer service centers here at Quantum. And I know how important retention is to your agency. In my experience, it's been way easier to develop a performance plan for a sales team than it is for customer service teams. And I just feel like it can be kind of hard to quantify if a service call was successful or how happy our clients are. But with that in mind, if you're trying to improve your agency's retention, it starts with your team and your people. And just know that there are quantifiable things you could use as indicators to figure out How will your service team is doing? Do you have any service team members that are stuck in that um, zone of being nice, courteous and professional, but maybe falling short of being ready to be that pro that you need to set your agency apart and deliver the retention that just has to be there in order for you to be able to grow? So quick caveat here, if you're a quantum agency, Thanks for tuning in, but we do the customer service for you guys. This might not be the most actionable episode for our quantum agents. Thanks for indulging me. But I know that a lot of our listeners are juggling both sales and service. And I'm confident that this is one of those topics today where you're going to walk away from this episode with actionable steps that you could take today to hopefully make your service team even stronger. So today we're going to talk about the top three mistakes that make your customer service department vulnerable that you wouldn't want to miss because these will uncover where you might be at risk and stay tuned for the top five indicators towards the end. And that'll tell you exactly what you can do about it today to create a scoreboard for your team and how keeping those top five indicators, the focus of your day, will make such a big difference. So mistake number one, not treating customer service like a revenue generating role. And this is super common. If you're in that zone right now, that's okay. It's it's hard to break out of that mentality. But some agencies treat their customer service departments like a cost center, and it certainly is expensive. But when you recruit a great person for your customer service team, 
you know they're going to be solving a ton of problems for your clients and you want them to be happy. You probably already set a salary in place that's competitive and made sure they know how to provide a good experience to your client. But what I found is that without highlighting and measuring for revenue generating activities, you're vulnerable to missing opportunities. The client care role is a revenue generating role and you could treat it as such. You can measure for revenue generating activities. And when you do that, it opens up this opportunity to start working in bonuses accordingly. And, and it creates those performance based incentives that could be a real value add to your team members. Your goal at that point can then be to improve what your revenue looks like when compared to your expenses. We call that our revenue to expense ratio. And also, I just like to think about it from the team's perspective. And I know different people are motivated by different things, but without that opportunity there to earn a performance-based incentive, a top performer runs the risk of doing more work than the person next to them or doing a great job that goes above and beyond and not always being recognized for it. So giving your team that little extra control, that little extra opportunity to know what their earning potential is, have a goal that they're striving for, can put you in a place where you can watch them start bridging that gap between their hesitance to get out of their comfort zone and their willingness to really give it their best. So as we start talking today about things we can measure and things that we can score and how to have a, a scoreboard so that your team knows what their targets are, just know that part of what makes that work is being able to layer in those extra incentives that really reward the team for expanding a conversation or an interaction with a client beyond just the, the status quo. So let's move on to mistake number two. What could be making your agency vulnerable? And that's no visibility. I found that accountability is all about visibility. Without your eyes on the right data, you're vulnerable to clients being unsatisfied and not even knowing it. So give yourself the information you need to figure out what friction looks like for your client, find out whether your team is making any difference in their conversations, see whether your client base is really growing. And in my experience, this has been way harder in the independent world than in the captive world. If you're working with multiple carriers or writing a high volume of business, it can take time to build accurate reporting that shows you what's really going on but this is that step you have to take to measure the health of your business this step is all about making sure that you as the decision maker and vision caster have all the items on hand that you'll measure to give you the visibility you need to make great decisions so your job is to collect this information, digest it, and then use your experience and look to your business plan to decide where you're going to steer your client experience from where it is today. So I wanna give you a couple examples. For the sake of time, let's just talk through a couple different items where having visibility would really come in handy. So finding out what are your current client care department expenses and looking at, are you remembering how much it costs to have a seat into the phone system or getting licensing in other states and looking at it beyond just the payroll expense? 
How much revenue did your customer service department bring in this month? Maybe they generated some cross-sale or additional lines of business for your client base or brought in client referrals that brought additional business into your agency. And then think about the volume of your service requests. And that can vary um, based on not just the book of your business size, but what kind of product lines you focus on. And so here's something that I would write down. Write down when, why, and how many. When do your calls and client requests come in? What are the various reasons they're contacting you? And how many calls did you receive yesterday, last week, or this month? It's just a great place to start. How many emails do you receive? How many missed calls came through yesterday? How many clients are in cancellation status this month due to non-pay? How many clients have a policy that's renewing this month? And once you start running those reports and tracking that information, it's easy to automate it so that it comes to your attention on a regular basis. But what we found is that the the why and the how many we can predict, but it's really having to look at trends to figure out when those requests are coming in from clients so that we can make sure we have enough coverage during those times and make sure that we're staffed accordingly so that um, our team isn't spread too thin so that we don't end up with hold times and things that drive everybody crazy. So that helps you with your workforce management. And then retention. If you're like me, retention is probably one of your biggest goals that's forefront on your mind. It can feel a little muddy if you don't have the right reporting in place for, for this item. So it's a broad item because you work with so many different carriers and you might need several reports in order to be able to develop a great retention strategy. You'll want to know when your clients are canceling, why they're leaving, how much business was lost. So some things to find out. At what point in the client life cycle are your policies canceling? Some examples of this include how many policies are canceling within that first 90 days? How many policies are canceling between the first 90 days and their first renewal? How many policy cancellations were processed by a member of your team versus the client canceling through a different channel? And you can even drill it down to which team member handled that request from the client and process the cancellation request. So just remember, if it feels muddy, it's probably because it is muddy. So just start asking questions, get visibility on the information you need. And once you know what's going on, that's when it becomes so much easier to know where you want to take it from there. So I found that getting visibility on the data really helps me before I try to start putting together an action plan. Hey, loyal listeners, when you hear me say CAS certified, that means that we use them in our agency. Are you a local insurance agent looking to take your business to the next level? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, aka Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. But like in today's world, we use these initials like it's cool because it is. It's hip. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they offer the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing market. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and the guidance you need 
to see your agency succeed. Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't you survive in the competitive insurance industry? Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions today. Get started today and learn more at mbsbrokerage.com. That's where you learn more, mbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. And then finally, let's talk about mistake number three, where your agency could be vulnerable. So not scoring for for performance on the customer service team. And this is taking all of the data you gathered in the previous step and then deciding who's responsible for what. And in a moment, I'll share with you five targets that touch on what you don't want to miss for your agency scoreboard. In this step, you'll decide on quantifiable metrics and then hold your team accountable to being able to perform at a baseline level that you set. And if they perform above that level, you can have rewards in place. And if they perform below that level, now you have a system that's in place, makes it easier to hold them accountable to improving over time. And here's the thing. If you're not giving your team members a score or a quantifiable measure of their performance, you could be in danger of extending trust without clarity. Anytime you extend trust, pause to make sure you're extending clarity too. So to recap that, if you're not giving your team members a score or quantifiable measure of their performance, you could be in danger of extending trust in the absence of clarity. If we're too vague, in what success looks like in this role. We can be vulnerable to employees losing their way, even great employees becoming stagnant or dissatisfied over time. And that's what we wanna prevent. Or even worse, we might be in danger of top performers pulling more weight and not being recognized for it and then feeling unappreciated. So during this step, you give each team member specific goals and hold them accountable to their piece of the puzzle. At Quantum, we do that in the form of a scorecard, and each individual team member has a scorecard that grades the top five most important deliverables in their role. And we review this scorecard with them each month, and that gives us the framework we need to evaluate the performance of that individual instead of looking at the client care department like one lump sum. We then create individual performance improvement plans, and we use the scorecards for the month to speak to our strategy for the next month. Let me share with you what those five categories are. And we look at these for our entry-level client care team members, and that might help you if you're working on creating or updating your scorecard process. We found that Trying to measure for more than five items can be confusing, so we pick one quantifiable metric that gives us a glimpse into one of five very different overarching categories. And those five themes work together really well to help you create a holistic experience for your customer. So each one of these five pieces will represent a piece of the puzzle that needs to be in place for your business to be healthy. And the first category is number one, client responsiveness. And this metric asks the question, how hard did our client have to work to reach us? (laughs) Because being available for our clients so they don't have to resort to calling someone else is a must. Remember that every routine call that you handle really well today sets you up for a much stickier client in the future. 
Um, client responsiveness on your scorecard might look different depending on the role. This team member could either be graded on the number of inbound calls they completed daily. You could look at number of suspenses completed this month by the deadline. Or if you uh, are a manager, you, you could hold your manager accountable to what the hold times looked like this month compared to missed calls. But it it takes a look at what the demand is from your clients, the requests that you have coming in, and how responsive your team members are to those requests. This number is usually easy to track, and you can establish a baseline just by pulling your reports for the past couple of months. So step one is to put a client responsiveness category on your scorecard and start grading how your team member is doing in this area. Number two, quality. The next category to look at is the quality of the interaction. We're all licensed professionals. We're responsible for writing compliant business. And so you could look at shadowing calls or endorsements to grade for adherence to your agency's compliance standards. And this results in a quality score. This could start as a compliance checklist for service requests and endorsements, followed by auditing a sample throughout the month to just check to make sure that performance is up to par to where you want it to be. And that makes sure your team doesn't have knowledge knowledge gaps that could end up hurting your relationship with your carriers. So client responsiveness and quality. The third one that we've looked at um, is client experience. And that one's a little different than quality because here's the thing. We don't just want to be really efficient robots. We want to have happy clients. And I found that it's really important to grade for client experience in the sense of what occurred during the phone call or the interaction, because just because your team member is efficient or productive or compliant doesn't necessarily mean that they're delivering that amazing wow experience or that you have a happy client. At Quantum, our service conversations follow a five-step process, and that just allows us to create a great experience by following a couple steps like confirming need, creating peace of mind, and so on, all the way through the problem-solving moments and how we build a relationship. And that gives our coaching conversation something to center around. And we look at how we delivered on that five-step process to put the client at ease. Are we bringing extra value beyond what they expect? Now, that's one way of doing it. Another way that you could score for client experiences through satisfaction surveys or an MPS score. So if you have a system in place where you can automate that and you'd rather use that as a tool, there's different ways that you can look at metrics that fall under these different themes. And so that could certainly work as well. And top indicator number four, policy improvement. And by adding this fourth category, you're introducing a revenue generating metric that quantifies how often a phone call with a client results in a policy review and the client choosing additional coverages or additional lines of business that protect their family. Without this metric in place, you run the risk of your calls 
being status quo or just falling short of using the brief interaction you have with the client to provide that trusted guidance and protect them from their risks in their life. And we shouldn't assume that the coverages the client chose when they first purchased a policy are the coverages they still need today. So keeping this front and center helps encourage your team to bring that extra value that strengthens the relationship with the client, puts them in a better position and makes sure that they're pausing to give that trusted advice that clients really depend. And then top indicator number five, client retention, of course, when push came to shove, were we able to save the client when they were dissatisfied or they were, say, looking to move their business elsewhere? So to score for this area, you might help a new team member by first grading their calls when a client requests to cancel their policies, maybe shadowing, looking at how that conversation went, um, how they overcame, uh, overcame objections and then giving them feedback. Or for someone that's been with your agency for a while or that maybe has management responsibility, giving them an actual certain retention percentage that they need to stay within each month. Either way, including this fifth category will help you know when you need to provide more coaching to your team. So while this metric is a little harder to track, it's going to help you know if you need to coach your team on your agency's value proposition or if they need work knowing how to become more confident when a client says they found a cheaper quote from a competitor so that you um, don't end up losing a client that could have stayed and had a long-lasting relationship with your agency. So that's those are the top five indicators. And to recap, we have here five ingredients that make your customer service team really, really strong. We have client responsiveness, quality, client experience, policy improvement, and client retention. And I found that with these five themes in place, we can coach our team to become really well-rounded and you'll find that they'll be knowledgeable and impactful. Or you may have that productive person who's now nurturing and you'll see them grow in responsiveness to clients, growing and creating a quality experience that meets compliance guidelines and leaves the client happy. And you'll see them cross-selling those additional lines of business and increasing coverages that put your client in a better place while retaining your clients. And that's going to give your agency the client loyalty that just has to be in place for you to be able to grow. And so by looking at these top five indicators every month, you can celebrate the areas where your team is strong and then plan times to train and coach around the areas where they need to grow. So remember, you're not asking for too much. If you ask for a great client experience, but don't measure for policy improvement, for example. You could be missing opportunities to cross-sell or provide additional levels of protection if you only focused on retention but missed out on whether the conversation was really great today, then you won't have a plan in place to impact the future health of your agency. So while you might want to give your team members some creative control over how they will deliver on these goals, only you can decide the direction of the agency. So giving your team a scorecard targets the what and the why that can only come from you. You're setting the direction. 
And then you can work together and what the how will look like. And they'll probably bring some great ideas to the table. Um, this is where the clarity comes from that will fuel the trust that you've been willing to give them all along. So thanks for tuning in. I hope this topic spoke to challenges that you're tackling in your agency and gave you an idea of what the framework could look like for increasing your client success. And this year so far on the Age of Independence podcast, we've tackled sales success with Brian Ahern when he shared his expertise on ethical persuasiveness. Today, we focused on client success. And next month, I'm really looking forward to bringing you an episode that dives into recruiting and how to find your next great team member. Just remember, your team has amazing potential. And together, if you're facing complex problems today, you can tackle them. Um, you're moving in the right direction. And every small step in the right direction will make a really big impact as you pick up momentum. So thanks for supporting the Age of Independence. And I look forward to staying connected. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good. Terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial but you've got time to search it and look at it that's what we do we deliver high quality ve's we mix the technology with it we train them on the technology give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races i'm not joking with you You can call my agency at any time ask for lordland and we do ask her say how fast are you able to do quotes i've actually got a couple videos of it that's right we can do five to ten carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes so you give me an auto quote i can do five to ten carriers in three to seven minutes how are we doing it we're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence give us a call check us out you can ask for me personally i'll do the demo for you who are they cast certified